here right now. Welcome back to Lyrics for Lunch, the show that's got the snackable stories behind some of your favorite songs. Oh, we're back to the original. No, I changed it to stories instead of the, what, what did I used meanings, to say? Snackable meanings? I don't know what really it used sense. to be. But yes, we're back <laughs> to the original. This is an original kind of day, and we'll find out why later. Okay. Who are you? I'm Lindsay Tucker. I'm tired. You sound Who tired. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm also tired, but I'm hiding it better. Oh, I'll try harder. Try harder. What are you, like, wrapped <sighs> up in bed in a Santa suit right now? Come on. Absolutely not. Not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of <laughs> I would of never that. do something like that. <laughs> How's your week been, Lindsay? My week's been going okay. It's only Tuesday, as you know. I'm, or, as I'm aware, yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a it's a long sh- week. A I can't believe it's only Tuesday. Clown show, yeah. <laughs> this evening, aujourd'hui. This evening, what are aujourd'hui. We, <laughs> what, is, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about this is a song called "Cold Heart." Uh huh. By whom? It is credited to Elton John and Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. It is the Panau remix. Okay. So before we get into that, we have a little trip to the mailbag. Yeah, we do. Now you're excited for the mailbag because you know what's coming. Because I don't have to talk for a few minutes. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) at Amanda Kremers on Twitter says, Lindsay is a great song mimic. I want an album of Lindsay's mumble hummed covers. I think Chrissy Hind is who I most compare Meredith Brooks to in my head, at least more than Alanis. I get the comparison, but I think it's the look more than the sound. Don't you, don't you fucking. Don't you don't forget about me. She already. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Okay. Uh, we also have. Uh, have an email from tracy hi tracy tracy writes hello hi still loving your show i don't love the still uh still loving your show do i well because it's like (laughs) time's running out (laughs) (laughs) you guys are getting older it's showing (laughs) yeah still loving your show do i get to be a lyrics for lunch super fan since i've written in twice yeah sure i listen to so many podcasts but this is the only one i've written into quick look at what the song bitch meant to us 20 something women in the in the 90s i was 22 just out of college recently single for the first time since high school and starting my new life as an adult when this song came out me and my friends all saw it as a female anthem we were complex we're strong we are taking the whole we're taking the word bitch back and making it positive men will have to accept this all this and appreciate it if they want to be with us Obviously, loved Alanis, Hole, etc. too. Hole was pretty good. The 90s just felt like women were trying to take back the power we deserve and to stop catering only to what men want. Music like this was empowering to me. 
Yay. Oh, yeah. I thought I'm a goddess on my knees was referring to her sexuality and being able to brag about sexual prowess instead of feeling guilty about being promiscuous or good at sex. I actually think that we we missed an opportunity to talk, talk about, about that, that because yeah. the, I think you're absolutely right. And I wrote back to her and told her that. And, I'm like, and you know, sometimes when there's three hosts or even just two, it you was, forget it to was say a the clusterfuck, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, that's my favorite line in that song for that very reason. It's just like everything is a is like a siloed contradiction bitch lover child mother and the that's the only one where it's like an active contradiction a goddess on my knees um yeah, yeah. awesome really good line thank you for pointing it out tracy super fan tracy um <laughs> and thank you very much as always you can get at us at lyrics for lunch on twitter which is you know where you can inflate Lindsay's ego for some reason i guess and for longer and weirder stuff hit us up at lyrics for lunch at gmail.com vindicate me vindicated <laughs> no i'm I not am a- selfish oh, i am wrong i am right i swear i'm right i swear i knew it all along and i, I am. will give you <laughs> i will give you ten dollars if you can tell me what movie that song is from it was written specifically for a movie. This is this is lyrics for lunch, uh, gambling edition. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Hey, dashboard, write a song for my movie." Yes, it is written specifically for a movie. It was a, for a Garden soundtrack. State. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I guess it was written for Spider Man Two. No, Spider Man Two. Yes, that's more of a Garden State vibe, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> it certainly does. And they came out that and Garden State came out the same year, so you're not oh, super far I'm off. Just brilliant. Just brilliant. <laughs> this is what happens when you compliment Lindsay once. <laughs> okay, tonight, Dua Lipa and Elton John. Dua Lipa and Elton John. Yes, Dua Lipa and Elton John. No, I can't believe it. Well, I don't believe it. You better believe it, babe. This song is Elton John's biggest American hit since Candle in the Wind in the 1997 version. Also, the Candle in the Wind, the 1997 version, is like one of the biggest hits of all time. But it's so cringy. But but yes, true. (laughs) You're not wrong, but it sold like 12 million copies or some obscene amount. So it being Elton John's biggest hit since the one of the biggest hits of all time is like really saying something. Can we get some fact checking on that? I, I just looked this up actually recently. Best selling singles. Ready? Around that same. Oh, to me. I'm wrong. I was wrong about the number. So, the number one best selling single of all time is White Christmas with 50 million in sales. And the number two is Elton, and, uh, Elton John's Candle in the Wind 97 slash something about the way you look tonight, which sold 33 million copies. It's a mashup? No, I think it's like a two, like a A side and B side on the single. Oh. <laughs> well, this song is a mashup, so I'm not totally out Elton of love. Loves mashups. <laughs> um, this is also his first appearance on the Hot 100 since "Somebody Out of the Blue" from "Road to El Dorado" soundtrack wow. peaked at number 49 in 2000. So despite neither of us ever hearing it before, the song was released in August of 2021. We're talking about this song because it's still trending. Uh-huh. It's still number one in Australia. Jesus, okay. 
and it's been on like Spotify's top 40 for months. Okay. Which I check every week to see if there's anything interesting to <laughs> for, for our show. Uh, for our show. Okay. So the song has just been there and been there and been there. And then finally I was like, okay, what the fuck is this song? So it appeared on Elton John's 30 second studio album, which is the lockdown sessions from EMI Records and Mercury. And so he created this album in response to his canceled slash postponed Yellow Brick Road Tour, which you are going to. I am going to in November. So Rolling Stone points out Elton John has put a ton of music out since then. It's weird. You don't think of Elton John as like someone who's putting out new music all the time. Right. But he is. He's kind of out there killing it. But none of it has generated even a fraction of this level of interest, says Rolling Stone. So it's currently number 14 on the Billboard Top 40 at the time of this recording. And it is, as I just told you, the number one song in Australia. Those Australians hear know it? what's up. Yeah, I would love to hear it. <laughs> okay. Is, is yes. Levitating Dua Lipa? I think so. You want yes. me? I want you, baby. I, like I pulled out two songs of Dua Lipa's to show you later. And I'm on TikTok all the time. I, I'm a Dua Lipa expert. Oh, maybe you should tell me some stuff about Dua, but let's first hear the song. Uh, interesting fact about Dua Lipa. There's actually two of them. That's why it's Dua Lipa. I said, let's first hear the song. <laughs> That was also not real. Obviously not true. Well, sometimes I need to be specific with you. <laughs> this is okay. the P Panow remix. Panow. Three, two, one. Panow. Go. This this video is like that for our LA listeners. There's a there's a Vons commercial where there are like animated people dancing in a grocery aisle. Okay, I have a theory. Okay, his voice sounds young. Mm-hmm. Is this audio from a, a from a different song of his that's like remixed into do a Dua Lipa song? It is remixed Elton vocals. Ah, nailed it. Oh, oh, I hate this. You know what needed a, a down tempo remix? Fucking Rocket Man. <laughs> We're going to talk about some tempo stuff. <laughs> so I can hear Elton John behind her in this, yeah. right? Yeah. This is all Elton John. His voice is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try and take my thing. I I just need I just need the glory. <laughs> I 
super trippy. It's like mixing different styles of animation. There's yeah. like computerized stop motion and traditional 2D animation, which is a metaphor for Dua Lipa's youth and Elton John's experience or something. I don't fucking know. All right, Pitchfork, take it easy. <laughs> now they're on the planets. Now they're just sitting on planets. <laughs> the door in the sky. Braver. <laughs> So have you heard this song? No, I don't think so. about this song from other elton john songs um i don't think elton recorded any new vocals true but who did dua lipa dua lipa great is there someone else no well oh, okay. there's panow Pan- oh panow <laughs> so this is a mashup of four of elton john's older songs and we'll get to those later but first Aviv, tell us everything that you know about Dua Lipa from your tiktok days. So, okay. Dua Lipa is a singer popular with the young homosexuals of which, okay. of which TikTok thinks I am one. Mm. Um, and she sings You Want Me, I Want You Baby. Levitating. My sugar boo. I'm levitating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And so it's like kind of dancey, positive, poppy kind of songs. And I'm, I'm sure I know another one of her songs, but she's just like, yeah, a here's one. I pulled hot, out two for new you. Hot singer. You already had levitating. Um, this one is a, is not that new. Oh, see if you remember this. Not that new. It's called One Kiss. Okay. One Kiss has 768 million plays on YouTube. No, I do not know this song. You don't? No, this song is dope. Maybe I do know. I don't... It's like... It reminds me of like Titus Andromedon singing Pinot Noir on... The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. All right. Don't understand my references. See if I care. <laughs> you, you usually cut mine out, so. <laughs> yeah, but mine are hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, I don't know this song. I know Levitating. But in, in my defense, this song came out before I was on TikTok. <laughs> You're hopeless. I'm truly hopeless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. Okay. One kiss. One kiss, one kiss. 
unsinkable. <laughs> I don't think it's unsinkable. <laughs> it's subliminal. Centripetal. Okay. <laughs> um, on August 13th, 2021, Elton John tweeted, This track is the culmination of a beautiful friendship with you, Dua, and I'm so happy we can now share it. I hope you all love it. Is her this- name Dua Lipa? Like, her first name is Dua? Do you really want to know? I do. I think it is. Oh, weird. I have a weird name, and that's a weird fucking name. So this tweet only has 3,000 likes. <laughs> which <laughs> I thought Elton. was, like, interesting. Well, allegedly, Dua and Elton got to be friendly following his involvement in Dua Lipa's Studio 2054 live stream special in November 2020, where he appeared as a special guest. Sure. Live Now called the concert Dua Lipa Star-Studded Disco Extravaganza <laughs> Studio 2054, a celebration of the unconventional and unique relive Dua's record-breaking performance as she and her dancers flawlessly move through rooms inspired by surreal TV shows, roller discos, ecstatic raves, voguing ballrooms, and diva-style dressing rooms. Kids today. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I just had to give you that little recap. Thank you. So Dua then performed the at the Elton John AIDS Foundation Academy Awards viewing party. And during the pandemic, they decided to work remotely together on music. This is like kind of a thing for Elton, right? Because this is how he became friends with uh, the, the kid who wound up playing him in the movie, Taron Egerton. I don't know that story. Um, he was in, he like sang an Elton song in the movie Sing. He plays a gorilla. And then, like, Elton shows up in The Kingsman, which Taron Egerton is in. He kind of has a young Leo vibe, doesn't he, sometimes? Taron Egerton? Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. I like, I like him, and I like that, that, bi- that Elton John biopic a lot. Um, it's, I think, one of the only music biopics that I actually like. Um, but, yeah, I think he's like, Elton just, like, makes friends with young people and is like, hey, you want to collab? I know. Good for him. He's pretty chill. So the line of best fit, an independent music website out of the UK, reported Elton John as saying, having the opportunity to spend time with Dua, albeit remotely, has been incredible. She's given me so much energy. She is a truly wonderful artist and person, absolutely bursting with creativity and ideas. The energy she brought to Cold Heart just blew my mind. Okay. Like, I mean... Not to be a hater, but like, what did she do? Yeah, and also like, <laughs> there's there are many adjectives I would use to describe that song, and energy is not one of them. I think Panau brought all the energy. Oh, Panau! Right, he, right, here, right, Panau! <laughs> right, Panau! Right, Panau! That's the full quote for the episode. <laughs> So Dua said, ever since we first met online, we totally clicked. Elton is such an inspirational artist and also has the naughtiest sense of humor and a perfect combination of sexy and cute. Shut the fuck up. Did you do this? Did you do this whole episode? (laughs) No, the universe just keeps giving me these gifts. (laughs) Have you ever considered that the universe is just torturing me? I fucking hope so, dude. So, um, where was I? Hmm, perfect combination. Right near right now. <laughs> it has been an absolute honor and privilege to collaborate on this track with him. It's so very special, and some of my very favorite Elton John classic songs combined. I love being part of such a creative and joyous experience. Can't wait to hear it everywhere this summer. 
Okay. So it's winter. So Panau, the producers who are also credited as co-writers alongside Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Taupin, Taupin, Taupin. Well, what a good, what a guy lying <laughs> about writing Tiny Dancer. <laughs> yeah. Bernie, the unreliable narrator, added, "No, no, this is Panau. Panau is a liar." <laughs> Panau, I am now Panau. Panau, Panau. Wait, you're setting wait, a stage. <laughs> when are you Panau? Right, Panau. <laughs> okay. Can, setting a stage. Can you be Panau Panator? <laughs> um, pan- maybe. This is our last episode. <laughs> Setting a stage for the two greatest performers in the world today, Sir Elton John and Dua Lipa. We knew we had to go in deep, take them into our world, the psychedelic laser blacklit club, where all of us can meet on the dance floor, forget the outside, and lose ourselves in the healing waters of music and love eternal. Music and love eternal. Jesus, I wish that we had just stuck stuck to making Pinal puns. So, do you want to know who Panau is? Do you know? No, I don't. Is this is this a thing? Well, Panau is an Australian dance music trio consisting of Nick Littlemore, Peter May, as I may be pronouncing that wrong, and Sam Littlemore. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Nick Littlemore, Peter Mayes, Mayes, Mays, and then Sam Littlemore. Correct. So they're brothers. Nick and Sam. Sure. The Pnow Brothers. <laughs> and Pnow, the brothers, little more. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how they got their name. <laughs> According to the Industry Observer, back when Pnow was just a duo, before Sam came on as a full-time member, Pnow came onto Elton John's radar. How do you ask? How do I ask? Do I ask? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. I will tell you. Wait, um, no, let me ask. <laughs> hey, Lindsay. Yeah? I've been wondering this for for a while now. All right, hit me. I woke up this morning, and I looked out the window, and I said, you know what? I'd really like to know how Pnow got the <laughs> attention of Elton John. Well, lucky for you, I'm in your life, and I can tell you. <laughs> right, Pnow. Right, Pnow. <laughs> people are gonna run from this episode in droves so elton was in sydney this is a quote from nick elton was in sydney and he went to the virgin megastore on pitt street mall i guess he saw one of the covers and was attracted to it bought a copy had a listen to it and went back and bought all their copies that wow. night he was at taboo the now closed french restaurant Tabo. On Crown Street, having dinner with Tony Collette, who is repped by our agent. He brought up Panau. <laughs> Fucking Tony. Wait, Tony Collette is a woman. Well, it says Elton is the he. He brought oh, he up Panau. <laughs> to Tony. Next day, my phone rang. Hi, this is Elton. Of course it is. I don't know how you're ever supposed to respond to those phone calls. It's easy with Elton. Hi, Elton. I fucking love your album. We went over to his hotel. We were nervous. We were feeling all that weird stuff when you're about to meet a superstar. Within 10 seconds of meeting us, he's been hugging both of us and telling us he's our biggest fan. And suddenly you feel totally relaxed and have some tea and grapes. No, I certainly do not feel relaxed. <laughs> Elton, Elton John hugs me and I'm thinking, when was the last time I farted? How many grapes can I eat How many before grapes? I start I can, farting again? I can eat a lot of grapes. <laughs> if there's one thing Elton John needs to know about me is I can eat a lot of grapes. 
I'll tell him to bring a fan so he right. can fan you while he's doing while right you're eating them. Right now. <laughs> oh my god. So Elton later approached his new besties with a novel idea. Remix his classics. Now this is not yet the song that we just heard. This is an no. earlier thing that happened. Quote Peter Mays. They could have given it to anyone, but they gave it to us. They gave us all the records, all the tapes, and said, you can do whatever you want. It was a lot of pressure. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. It took six months just to listen to all Elton's music. We had two iPods and just listened to Elton's music. There's so much that we weren't aware of, obviously, and we had so many deep chats about, we can't fuck this one up. The process turned into an extended masterclass and a lesson on how to strike while the iron's hot. Mays pointed to Elton's hits-filled 1973 set, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, as a moment in Elton's life when his creative juices were spraying around the studio. Excuse was, me? Uh, this is a fucking quote. I think you have to do it with an Australian accent to really make us understand the context. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good at Australian. Creative juices. Creative juices were spraying all around the, the studio. studio. Oh no, his creative juices. They're spraying all over. <laughs> ah! The studio. <laughs> the spray. Oh no. <laughs> I'm all wet. I'm stressed, tired. <laughs> Creative juices. Ricky Baker. <laughs> Ricky Baker. <laughs> okay. That's New um, Zealand, you fucking racist. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, great up juices are spraying all around the studio. It was one month of his time. It's really two weeks of his time, and the rest is mixing. It's incredible that he made two other albums that year. It's amazing he was able to do that whilst being on tour constantly. They'd be sitting around having breakfast, and he'd put a stack of Bernie lyrics on the piano, and he'd just write one of those songs, and they'd record it, and that's it. It takes us months to do that. Who does three albums a year when they're constantly touring? The level of genius is ridiculous. Cocaine. Cocaine. So Pinal like devours the entire catalog of Elton John music and then they start remixing and reworking all these little snippets of the music into what became known this album called Good Morning to the Night mm. which was released in July 2012. So this 2012. is Oh, so this is a long time ago. Long time ago. This is an 8-track album that sampled more than 45 Elton recordings. So they're like doing like chopped and screwed stuff like I I guess the most famous bands that you'd compare that to are like daft punk or lcd sound system or something i feel like lcd sound system like uses a lot right to lab their own music that's that might be true but daft punk definitely does chopped and screwed so i'm gonna we're gonna play good morning to the night now this has samples from philadelphia freedom mona lisa's and mad hatters funeral for a friend slash love lies bleeding banger tonight gulliver it's hey chewed 60 years on goodbye yellow brick road and banger. someone saved my life tonight which banger. i love that fucking song so i can't wait to hear your reaction to this um my favorite elton john song thank you for asking is levon i love levon levon's my favorite elton john song levon likes his money yeah he, he makes a lot a, they say born a popper to a pawn on a christmas day and then the New York Times said, God is dead. So this is Good Morning to the Night, Elton John versus Pinal. This is how that we used to say mashup in, in, the, in the olden days. It was like versus. Yes. It's a correct. competition. I feel like Joe was about to come in. Yeah.
This is cool. I like this better than the Dua Lipa song. Yeah, it was like a reverse echo of something that sounded like a swarm of bees growing louder. Good on you, Elton. Yeah, that was cool. And okay. Now. So, Good Morning to the Night was, as you mentioned, billed as Elton John vs. Pinal. And it logged a week at number one on the official UK albums chart. And that gave Elton his first UK chart topper in 22 years. 22 years back from... 19 from 2012 is 1990 is it yeah so so uh goodbye norma goodbye princess die was not in number one in the uk i guess i guess not what do you think it was uh lion the, king c- the queen suppressing another <laughs> um yeah no lion king was 94 what was 1990 i don't know all right. Well, so Pinal had never been on the top 40 before, but now they hit top 10 in at least 11 countries. Oh. And Pinal, almost a decade later, Pinal teamed up with Elton John again to remix Cold Heart. Okay. So remix Cold Heart. So is there a Dua Lipa Elton John thing that's pre-Pinal from the p- past? There is no other one. 
Okay. It's just Cold Heart Pnow Remix. That's just the song. That's just what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Elton specifically wanted to gain favor with a hip, younger audience. We were given the extraordinary opportunity to make it happen, Nick told Billboard. We are still reeling from being asked. Great. So the song hit number one in the UK and Australia back in October. And while it peaked at number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, it made it to number one on Billboard's U.S. Hot Dance slash Electronic Songs. Hot Dance. Hot Dance. Diggity Dance. And <laughs> it's still trending, as I have told you, uh, on Billboard and Spotify. And these Australians are just keeping it at number one. Jesus Christ. Total weeks, 28. <laughs> 28 is a lot of fucking weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... Our like Old Town Road hit a record, broke a record at I think seventeen weeks. So twenty eight weeks is like two full months after, longer than that. Gestation period of a human being. N- no. No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Pregnancy grosses me out. I truly don't know. Lindsay, that's that's not enough time. <laughs> Okay, that's why all my kids didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> my God. <sighs> uh, okay. And Old Town Road. <laughs> Old Town Road was spent 19 weeks at number one. And that's the, that's the longest of the Billboard Hot 100 chart milestones. Number two. Is Despacito and Mariah Carey and Voice to Men singing One Sweet Day. Love some old school Mariah. Hell yeah. Hey Mariah. Go back <laughs> like babies with pacifier. <laughs> I thought that you were just being Boston y for a second. Like, hey Mariah. <laughs> Go uh <laughs> sing me that Christmas tune you got. Yeah. Don't forget the Duncan. Bring us, bring, hey, bring the Duncan over here and sing <laughs> us that all I want for Christmas is a new car thing. <laughs> okay, so back to cold, 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 cold heart. <laughs> cold, 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 cold Dunkin' Donuts iced uh, coffee. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. If you want something cold, right, Pinal? <laughs> you know where to go. Go to Dunkin'. Mariah will be there for you. <laughs> So the song, as we mentioned, contains samples from four of Elton John's songs. Can you name them? Um, uh, Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. I got to listen to it. Hold on. I'm going to play it in my headphones right now. Okay. It's coming. Oh, the, well, it's definitely from something. <laughs> it's from Crocodile Rock. No. Uh, I don't know this human sign when things go wrong thing. I think it's that one's Sacrifice sacrifice okay i don't know that elton john song that that little run is familiar of something okay well i got all the ridges right here for you the last one you're not gonna know because it's way wicked obscure wicked obscure all right well i don't know anything i I count myself an elton john fan i don't know anything except for rocket man Okay, so it's Rocket Man, Sacrifice, Kiss the Bride, and Where's the Shura? Where's the Shura? That is yeah. a fucking deep cut. Yeah. And it's just them being like, Shura, Shura, then. So Rocket Man and Sacrifice, worldwide hits. Didn't really know Sacrifice. You want to hear it? Yeah. 
Okay, so this is Sacrifice by Elton John. So this looks like early 90s, maybe late 80s, like I'm Still Standing era Elton John. Oh man, what the fuck is this? Is that Christian Slater? This is from 1989. Ah, nailed it. I'm Still Standing is from 1983. Never mind. <laughs> Task failed successfully. <laughs> Okay, this is pretty good. I don't like I that he's like, wearing like a like a military hat. I know, but I feel like I remember seeing him in this outfit somewhere. And you know it wasn't MTV because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. Is this from a movie or did they just like do a, a fucking 35 millimeter production of this music video for some reason? <laughs> uh, directed by Alec Kashivian and starring Yasmin Guri and Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac! I knew it was Chris <laughs> Isaac. Like, he's he's starting to get chubby in the cheeks, you know, after he quit all those drugs. Yeah. He looks like Rick Moranis in this music video. <laughs> so, Kiss the Bride was a minor hit from 1983 to low for zero. La 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 la, don't be scared. Go on and kiss the girl. Bride. Whoa, whoa. Uh, all right, kiss the bride. So this is from '83. This is this is the album with "I'm Still Standing." Correct. Ooh. This kind of has like Saturday. Yeah, vibes. it does. He's been hanging out with Billy Joel too much. Love Billy. My dad went to their face-to-face tour and didn't bring me, which is like, I'll never forgive him. He brought his wench of an (laughs) ex-wife. Huge mistake. Your mom? No. (laughs) His wench of an ex-wife, my mother. (laughs) No, his second wife. I think I have heard this song. You wanna you don't want to kiss the bride, dude. Come on. This is good though. Motorcycle Bible. It's happening. This is interesting. So getting married in a junkyard. How do how do you do it? <laughs> he looks a little uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's still in like his mad hatter kind of Yeah vibe which he did for apparently a while <laughs> good long time yeah the fourth one is where's the shura a super deep cut oh shura buried on the fourth side of 1976's blue moves which i have on vinyl i also have that on vinyl <laughs> i don't think i've ever made it to the fourth side of it though. and it's never been played live or received <laughs> any co- sort of recognition until right now According to Rolling Stone. Okay. Um, what if I go, when I go to the show, I'm just like, play Where's the Shira? <laughs> yeah, just hold up a big sign. It'll be like your, uh, what's that one that everyone says? Freebird. Freebird. Uh, fun fact. I just found out that Cameron Crowe directed Elizabethtown. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, camera car director Elizabeth Town and double fun fact, the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl Knew is that. is from that movie. Yes. Or like as a reaction to that movie. Correct. And specifically Kirsten Dunst? I love Kirsten Dunst though. She's the most underrated actor in Hollywood. Yeah, she's gonna lose her Oscar this year, I think. Well, that movie just wasn't that good. I I liked it. Power of the Dog. Slow burn. Like the next day we were hiking and I was like, I like it more now. Yeah. I liked it while I was watching it. Uh <laughs> listeners you'll know when we're recording this because uh Sam Elliott just came out on tw- on some interview today and was like, What is Jane Campion know about the American West? Oh wow. She's from New Zealand. Um I just watched something and they were like, discount Sam Elliott over there, but I can't remember what Oh it was. wait. Wait. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. <laughs> but I also too. saw it. Um, Discount Sam Elliott over there. Uh, we can, we, ha- oh, we can't continue with the show. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to focus. Discount Sam Elliott over there. <laughs> I, I can't. It's not. It's ungoogleable. It, I know. Fuck. God damn it. Because I'm probably like slightly misquoting it. But listeners, if you know what we're talking I about. I swear to God. <sighs> okay. So. Back to where's the shoe raw? Where's the shoe We got to hear it. So Cold Heart takes the tempo of the sample up to 130 BPM from 116 BPM. Of where the, where's the shoe raw? Yeah, and it shifts it into B flat minor from E flat minor. Ooh, that's kind of far. So here's the sample, or here's the original, and the sampled portion comes just like literally 10 seconds in, so we won't have to wait too long. Spanish Harlem. (laughs) God. That's the part. Oh man, how do you? This is this is like a skill that I will never have. Is like listening to just that shura part and being like, "Yes, this is this is what I can put in the background of my song, and it'll be perfect." (laughs) Okay, so now some nerdy stuff. Great. This is David Bennett of the YouTube channel David Bennett Piano explaining how the song was made, which. Aviv can probably like chime in and tell you guys more things that I can't, wouldn't be able to talk about. So I had to bring in David. Let's look at how Elton, Dua Lipa and producers Pinal managed to take four existing songs and create a new hit. Cold Heart opens with this section sung by Elton. It's a human when things go wrong. However, as any seasoned Elton John fan would recognize, this is actually the verse section of Elton's 1989 track, Sacrifice. Coldheart is using a direct sample of Sacrifice. Elton hasn't re-sung this. This is his original performance from 1989. However, here we are hearing it in a different harmonic context. The melody has been re-harmonized. Rather than Sacrifice's original chord progression, 1-4-2-5 in the key of D flat major, 
Here we have a new chord progression in the relative minor key of yeah, B flat minor, cool. which casts a different light onto the melody, despite being the exact same notes and exact same vocal performance. In fact, oddly, the original version of Sacrifice is actually in a slightly out of tune D flat major. It's about 50 cents flat, placing it between the keys of D flat major and C major. This would have been due to the tape speed being adjusted after they recorded Sacrifice, which subtly changed the key center. However, the version of Sacrifice that we hear in Cold Heart has been corrected back to concert pitch, has been corrected back to normal D flat major. So after this opening section, we then get Dua Lipa singing the chorus of Elton John's classic track, mm-hmm. Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man has been transposed upper minor third to match the key of sacrifice, and it's also been reharmonized. Rather than the original one to four chord progression that we get in Rocket Man, here Rocket Man's melody is set against the same B flat minor chord progression that's looped throughout Cold Heart. Dua Lipa is also singing Rocket Man's melody 20 BPM slower than the original to match Cold Heart's tempo of 116 BPM. The Rocket Man section is then followed by Dua Lipa singing this line. Still here, Elton. Yeah, it's both of them. This is another section that Elton John fans may recognize. It's actually a melody lifted from Elton John's 1983 single, Kiss the Bride. Bride is originally in the key of C major, set against a 1 4 5 chord progression, and is played at the faster tempo of 139 BPM. So just like with Rocket Man, here in Cold Heart, we are hearing this excerpt of melody in quite a different context to the original. Now, 90% of Cold Heart is built from these three segments, Elton singing Sacrifice and Dua Lipa singing Rocket Man and Kiss the Bride. But near the end of the track, we do get one more sample from Elton's back catalogue. Three minutes into Cold Heart, we get this gospel choir enter into the mix. This short choir section is actually a direct sample of the choir in Elton's 1976 track, Where's the Shirah? As you can hear, in Cold Heart, we're hearing this choir in quite a different context. Where's the Shirah is originally in the key of E flat major. So to fit it into Cold Heart's key of B flat minor, they needed to move where the Shirah down by a tone, so it was in the relative major key of B flat minor, D flat major. And this is the super satisfying bit. Where's the Shirah is originally at 130 BPM, whereas Cold Heart is at the slower tempo of 116 BPM. And if you vary speed Where's the Shirah down from 130 BPM to 116, it also shifts the pitch, the key, from E flat major down to D flat major, perfectly matching it to Cold Heart's key and tempo in one move. That's fun. That is very satisfying. All right, so let's talk about how this all came together, shall we? Yes, we shall. According to Variety, Panau decided that this time they would grab vocals 
from one of John's best-known songs, Sacrifice, and reimagine it as a mashup with Kiss the Bride plus Rocket Man. Maze, quote Maze, streaming has changed the game, so we really wanted to have a big sample, a big single. So we really wanted to have a big single. So I guess we tried harder to use the big Elton vocals this time around, explains Maze. His bandmate, Nick Littlemore, says producing the deceptively simple disco-tinged melody of John Jams was a challenge to get just right. John Jams are like jock jams? But yes, less jockey, more Johnny. Johnny. Weaving the vocals together, making both the melodies and lyrics gel as one was the most challenging part of making Cold Heart, says Nick. Often, I leave the song on loop, walk out of the room, and when I come back in, I instantly know if it's right, if that emotion is driving the music deep into me. It's always keeping the emotions ripe. That's the intention. That was Nick. Now, um, says Maze, which I think his first name is Peter. Peter. Nick initially sent me a cut-up he had done of Sacrifice, which at the time was just bits and pieces of the chorus and stuff. And I thought that was interesting because I always loved the melodies and sacrifice. And the initial idea was just the sacrifice verses. We thought we could make some chords around that. And then it was just a matter of finding other Ellen tracks that would work with that, such as Rocket Man. Then the trio fine polished the tune via adding elements of two other Ellen John tracks, including directly sampling a choir chant from John's Where's the Shoe Ra. Now here's Elton talking about how Panau put it all together. You know, what they do with my old songs, I just give them the tapes and say, you can do whatever you like with them. <laughs> um, and they've done this one. And it's basically four songs. It's um, Sacrifice, Rocket Man, Kiss the Bride, and a very obscure song from uh, uh, an album called Blue Moves called Where's the Shirah. So I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get. And I, when this landed on my lap, I, I listened to it and I went, this is fantastic. It would be even better maybe if there was someone else singing the Rocket Man part because I've done that so many times. Um, and Dewar agreed to do it. Um, so it's, um, it's a, bit, a bit of serendipity, really. But she makes the difference on it because I think if it had just been me all the way through, it wouldn't have been so special. I don't know if I agree. I think he's being a little magnanimous here. Yeah, so he, yeah, he does give a lot of credit to Dua and say she made it super special, whereas we are kind of underwhelmed by her <laughs> yes. presence. Now, lyrically, do you think there's a story here? Um, I would say no, but... The fact that you're asking the question tells me there probably is. Well, this I pulled this from Song Meanings and Facts. Oh, love songmeaningsandfacts.com. <laughs> As generally understood from a lyrical perspective, Cold Heart is a mashup of some older tracks, sort of serving as a 2020s tribute to the Rocket Man, if you will. But when all these segments are put together, they do form a cohesive narrative. And whereas there is some noble wordplay utilized, i.e. Dua referring to herself as a man in the chorus, the simplest way of explaining this piece would be as the tale of two lovers, i.e. the vocalists, who have apparently broken up but are having a hard time getting over each other. And the titular cold heart basically points to the idea of them blaming each other in terms of being the one who destroyed their belief in love. I got so excited that I got to say titular. Uh, Blaming each other in terms of being the one who destroyed their belief in love, so to speak. Or Mm. put more into non-metaphorical terms, they may be exes all right, but still obviously have feelings for each other. And that would be why, even in the aftermath of having parted ways, they are finding it difficult to actually move on with their respective lives. But again, considering that Dua is only really holding down the main chorus while the actual verses belong to Elton, perhaps a more proper explanation would be that they're both portraying the same character, i.e. Lipa buttressing John. I think I got to take a look at the lyrics to even 
to even unpack that. All right. It's a human sign when things go wrong, when the scent of her lingers and temptation's strong. Cold, cold heart. Hardened by you. Oh. <laughs> Some things look better, baby. Just passing through. No, 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 no. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not okay, the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. And this is what I should have said. Well, I thought it, but I kept it hid. So that's interesting, right? They're, t- they're taking Rocket Man as a quote where Dua Lipa or Elton John is saying, I should have said this thing about Rocket Man. Right. The quote, but I, but I didn't. I kept it hid. Cold, cold heart, hardened by you. Oh, <laughs> some things look looking better, baby, just passing through. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. She said it's just that <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again. And then um, till we get okay. to the shura. Shura. Um I okay, I buy it. I buy it. I don't think it's like super dense, let's say. But um yeah, it's like mashing breakup songs together and they kind of have a lyrical co- cohesion. John Zelder, president of programming operations at iHeartMedia, told Billboard that he suspects Elton John's 2019 biopic, Rocket Man, also had a hand in catapulting the mashup track to new and younger audiences. Sure. I think Rocket Man is Elton's most iconic song that spans multiple generations, and the recent movie gave it new life. Some fun facts from Elton John's website about the song. About Cold Heart or about Rocket Man? Cold Heart. Okay. The original Elton tracks were recorded in four different countries. Sacrifice was recorded in Denmark, Rocket Man, France, Kiss the Bride, Montserrat, Where's the Shura, the United States. None of them were recorded in England. The core of Blue Moves was recorded in Toronto, Canada, but the sample used in Cold Heart was an overdub recorded in L.A., hmm. where Aviv currently resides. That's where I'm sitting right now. With his dog Chubbs. Oh, he's on the bed. <laughs> he's just asleep. He's taking a little nap. He's perfect in it. Perfect little angel. <laughs> um, none of the song's full titles are sung in Cold Heart. This fact is a tribute to Elton's ability to write captivating melodies secondary to his tune's main hooks. This is from his website. I'm not saying this. Okay. I mean, uh, sure. As okay. well as Panow's ability to seamlessly build new musical structures out of phrases from songs recorded years apart from one another. I think that's the thing, right? Is that Panow didn't want to call too much attention to the fact that these were other so- other popular songs. Mm. That's my that's my theory, but but that's the their thing. That's what they do. I guess so. Cold Heart adds to the over 180 collaborations that Elton has appeared on with other artists, Jesus. including. Including Eminem. A Tribe Called Quest. What? Gary Barlow. Tony Bennett. Bob Dylan. Fall Out Boy. No. Yes. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Aretha Franklin. George Harrison. Bruce Hornsby. The Killers. B.B. King. Lady Gaga. John Lennon. Eddie Murphy. Olivia Newton-John. Ozzy Osbourne. Pet Shop Boys. Queens of the Stone Age. Smokey Robinson. Saxon. Scissor Sisters. Neil Sedaka. Ringo Starr. Cat Stevens. Rod Stewart. Timbaland, U2, Kanye, Wham, Brian Wilson, Stephen Wilson. This list is abbreviated, period. Holy shit. <laughs> his, his collab with the Killers is very good. I love the Killers. Yes, me too. Elton and Nick Littlemore collaborated on a song for Cirque du Soleil in 2011. Great. 
The pair co-wrote whenever for the show's Arcana, even while Pinnau was pouring through the master tapes of Elton's classic albums, extracting and refracting microsamples from the years 1969 through 1977 for the aforementioned UK number one album, Good Morning to the Night. And that's what we're going to go out on this week. Oh, shit. So if I were to... It's... Let's see. It's literally a Shakira. <laughs> it's wherever, whatever. <laughs> wherever, wherever, together, I'll be there and you'll be That's the deal, my dear. <laughs> wow, this is upsetting. Um, okay. <laughs> if I were to ask you the question, whenever, what would what would your answer be? Wherever. No. You ask me. Is whenever a question? I yeah, sure. Okay. Aviv, whenever. Right now. <laughs> Lindsay, where can people find us on the internet? <laughs> find us on the internet at Lyrics for Lunch on Instagram and Twitter. And at lyricsforlunch.com, which is where you should go if you want to support this support this show. Support this show. <laughs> oh man. This, we're all we're all hopped up on goofballs today. I know. Um, and for longer and weirder stuff, if you want to tell us your favorite Pinal song, <laughs> shoot us an email. If you know where we're, the Sam Elliott joke came from. Oh, please. I'm begging <laughs> you. Discount Sam Elliott over here. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, shoot us an email. We're at lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. And tune in next week when we'll be talking about a far less happy song oh shine on you crazy <laughs> diamond we're gonna finally uh finally touch on pink floyd and their crazy crazy history and bust some myths Woo! about pink floyd and we can talk about the yellow brick road again maybe. and we can talk about the yellow brick road again <laughs> maybe but until next time i'm v rubenstein i'm lindsey tucker saying right now I'm out now. I'm, I'm out now. Sign me, my lover, my friend. Your voice is the very texture of memory. And you know it rings, it rings in my mind. That he suspects Elton John's 2019 biopic rocket man biopic biopic come on now i am this trying is anonymity to, all over i'm again. trying to change the word biopic because what? biopic is dumb biopic is dumb i like biopic it's a bi. it's a biographical picture it's a biopic well it's biopic Oh, my God. <laughs> You're being biopic right now. Okay, I'll try this one again. Nah, it's fine. This is all in. <laughs> Seriously, though, every time I hear someone say biopic, it's like someone saying, like, acai berry. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> D- don't you say acai ber- berry? <laughs> I just don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> you say acai. <laughs> the fuck do you say? I Seriously, I don't eat it. I don't say it. <laughs> If I was yeah, going to say like, anything, I would. <laughs> you just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha!